Hello and welcome to the CMEX podcast. We're on to episode three. My name is Brenda Lee. I'm the marketing communications specialist. And today we're going to talk about April proofs. And with me, I have Clarissa McCallum. Hi, everybody. I'm the marketing coordinator here at CMEX. So a lot happened on Tuesday. Everybody gets their new genetic information and we work hard to put out all the highlights and everything that we feel is pertinent and important for our clients to know about. And today we're excited to have Mike West with us. Uh, Mike is a guy that's worn a lot of hats at CMEX from beginnings as a product support specialist in 2002 to sire analyst in 2007, and now he's a product development specialist. And uh, Mike's a guy that does a lot of things at CMEX, and one of those things is he also helps picture all the bulls, which I know you, Clarissa, have had a lot of experience with, but I think today he's going to give us some unique insight into what's happening with our proven bulls and our genomic bulls. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to work with Mike in my past life as an animal care specialist and taking bull photos with Holly. And uh, I can tell you Mike is a lot more than just a specialist at setting back legs and fluffing tails. (laughs) Great, let's get him on. Um, Just to start things off, Mike, there was a rollback in Canada this round. What kind of impact did you see with that? Were any bloodlines more impacted than others? Yeah, Brenda, great question. I mean, every year annually in Canada, we do a genetic rollback and we adjust the base just to to allow for that movement of genetic improvements that we're not always building those numbers too high. So we roll the genetic base back annually. In the US, they do it every five years. The next one will be in April, 2025. So we did see the rollback annually again this time. Uh, So for example, the way it works is they do a rollback on each of the individual traits, not so much on LPI, but because of the rollback on all of those traits, it results in a change in LPI. So prior to proofs, um, last week, if you had a bull that uh, was, um, the, the, the genetic rollback for milk was 111 kilos. So if you're, if you're bull or you're female, um, plus or minus that, you can see how if they, they beat the rollback or did better than the rollback or not. So if they lost less than 111 kilos, they actually did better than what the genetic rollback was. Uh, similarly, on confirmation, it was about 0.71 is what the rollback was. So almost a full point. So you know, we saw some animals go up. We saw some animals go go down more so than the rollback. So, you know, that's all because of the trends and different things that go on in, in their pedigrees. You asked the question about was there any more, any bloodlines that were more impacted than others? No, because the nice thing about the rollback is it's equally applied to everything in the breed, uh, whether it's Holsteins, Ayrshire's, Jerseys, all the dairy breeds, it goes across all of them, each with different levels of rollback on each trait uh, for each breed. Um, but it's neutral. It goes across the entire breed and it doesn't hit one pedigree harder than others. Great. Thank you. Um, I guess another, uh, not another, but a new trait that we added um, for this proof round, and we've talked about it a little bit, is methane. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about how that has worked, this proof round, and where people can find that? Yeah, um, great topic. I think CMEX is uh, is really happy to have been a part of this uh, this project in collaboration with the University of Guelph, of course. And it's, uh, I mean, it's something very important. I think it touches a lot of markets very closely. Uh, we know the environment and, and, and methane gases is, it's a hot topic around the world. And for dairy producers to be able to do their part and contribute to, to that reduction is, is, is tremendous. And to be able to have that and do it genetically, 
that'll be there for generation after generation as you continue to select for it is uh, is really it's a great way for for breeders and farmers to to do that. So with our release of uh, of methane emissions, I mean it's it's right there on our website. We've got lots of uh, lots of information about it and through our social media posts um, and can select for for that trait when it's it's like no any other proof trait. One hundred is considered average. Uh, those bulls that are 105 and above are the ones that we're considering to be uh, significant methane reducers. Um, so to be able to select for that genetically and actually have that continued generation after generation rather than adjusting your feeds or applying a feed additive is it's a it's a great way for breeders to make an advancement, um, not only economically, but still advance their genetics at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just important for those markets, like you said, that are looking or having pressure put on them to reduce methane. Um, it's a great option. It's cumulative, you know, and, you know, really it's this, you're buying semen anyhow. If you can select for this, why wouldn't you go ahead and do it if if your social and political pressures are, are in that direction? Yeah, exactly. So back to what everybody really wants to talk about in depth are the bull proofs. So proofs are on Tuesday this week. Were there any surprises that you and the genetics team saw when the results finally came out? No, I mean, we we try and keep our ear to the, the field as much as we can and, and have our guys in the field and look at the some of the preliminary data that comes in and, and try and be on top of things as much as you can. But I mean, there's always going to be surprises because you never know what's happening with you know, some of the competitor bulls, particularly that may influence some of your pedigrees, I think. Uh, this time, you know, it was great to see on an LPI level, things be very, very stable. Um, you know, those top bulls that have been there for a long time, hang in there. Uh, the bulls like Alcove and Pursuit, those bulls that, that held in there really strong and moved up. On the TPI side, on the proven end of things, it was great to see a few bulls take a big jump. And uh, bulls like Einstein and others that that moved up the list and, and rank high on the proven TPI list was uh, was a nice, nice surprises for us. In turn, with that, there's the trickle down effect into our into our young young bulls, the bulls that we're using as mating sires today. Bulls that I work with, you know, a lot of our customer base isn't familiar with them yet. But really, we had a really great day on a lot of our young bulls, uh, the bloodlines with holy smokes in them and overdue, and some of those bulls um, that we're using as mating sires today took nice jumps. And I think for us, those were that was a nice side benefit or or I don't want to call it a surprise because you always are hopeful that your bulls will do well. But I think compared to the industry averages, some of our mating sires took a nice jump. And uh, as a result of that, I think today the CMEX lineup is as strong as it's ever been, um, which is always a nice thing to have at the end of a proof day. Yeah, just a couple bulls that really jumped out when we started looking at the proofs were Einstein and Ranger Red. Um, you know, have you seen daughters and what are you hearing about them in the field and from breeders and the people that you're working with that might have those early daughters? Yeah, it, two great bulls, Brenda, that came out uh, this time. I mean, didn't come out this time, but emerged even more popular or, or imprinted themselves in, in, in our sheets uh, even more strongly than what they had. Einstein's been a very popular bull for us right from the get go. He's still he's been on production since his first day and never come off um, and he sells almost everything he makes um, and has always been very very popular as a result we used him quite heavily as a as a mating sire and um, and then released quite a good good group of Einstein's sons to the field Einstein today came up just short of 3,000 TPI as a proven level um, which puts him 
you know, right up at the top end of, of things and, and ranks really strongly in amongst some, some very popular bulls. So we're real excited to see him in there and for him to do, do well on so many traits. I mean, he himself, uh, when we look at them and we talk to our, our breeders and our analysts that see more every day, they're very complete cows. They're, they're balanced. They work very, very hard. They're trouble free, uh, low maintenance, and they do a great job on their components and production. I mean, he's a bull that's today still over 1,100 pounds of milk, 163 pounds of uh, combined fat and protein uh, with a great pedigree to go with him. Uh, he's a top notch from a, a Duke, from a super shot, and then a munition that goes back to lead May through eight generations of very good or excellent. So, you know, he's got, he's got it all. He's got the performance. He's got the pedigree to go with it. And he's also got great health traits with extremely low somatic cell, uh, high productive life, strong immunity uh, as, a, as an immunity plus sire with a 110 on his immunity and 105 on calf immunity. Um, combine that with his A2A2 designation. It's He's a very, very complete bull. And uh, when we look at our, our young sire lineup with him influencing those pedigrees, it's a trickle down effect or snowball effect of the positive effect he's had. So really a, a tremendous success for us. Um, you mentioned Ranger. Mm-hmm. And we've we've talked about Ranger for for a long time now. As far as you know, when he first came out, and uh, the, our company and everybody associated with us has been so excited about the impact he could have, just not only through himself, but now we're going to see it through through his sons as well as they're starting to hit the market. But you know, Ranger today, he is the lead sire for uh, for for the next generation of sires in the in the top LPI rankings. Ranger himself is uh, the sire of eight of the top 10 um, actively available to be marketed genomic young sires in the breed. So quite an accomplishment, not not only for a, a young bull to be high himself, but to be able to produce the young bulls that he has around him is, it truly is amazing. I mean, Ranger today still, you know, he's, he's immunity plus at 112 on his immunity. Um, he is a red and white bull, which, you know, Red and white or black and white, he's he's at the top of the list either way. So uh, he's a solid production bull with 1,200 kilos of milk, uh, solid confirmation. He he uh, dropped to a nine in confirmation this time, still remained at a 10 for feet and legs, which is a great breakdown, um, solid breakdown to go along with that level of genomics of 38.78 LPI and 39.16 pro dollars. It's it's a really unique combination of things. And and when we talk to the breeders that have the calves on the ground, uh, you know. The Rangers are are very solid, aggressive calves. Everybody tells us all the time they're some of the most aggressive calves in their pens. And, you know, I mean, they're getting to have some age to them now that, uh, you know, they're at breeding age. There's lots of Rangers being flushed and worked with through IVF and and um, and through conventional flushing. But he himself has done a tremendous job. But what I'm really excited about is, is his sons. The influence he's going to have through that. Uh, we've selected a large group of Ranger sons to know nobody's surprised in the industry. Um, we wanted to make sure they called CMEX home and and be available to all of our markets and and market them through sex and conventional semen and 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 they're all they are all a little bit different. So I think they're all going to appeal to to different markets. Um, here over the next two months, we're going to have eleven Ranger sons getting released um, through April, May, and in, into June. Um, some of them are available on our website that people can check out their numbers now, but. You know, those first 11 sons are averaging 3780 LPI, 3547 pro dollars, uh, almost 160 combined kilos of uh, of uh, fat and protein. 
and uh, 10 of those are immunity plus sires. So pretty cool averages when you look at that. And there's there's some strong confirmation and memory scores in there to go with it, some extremes on production as well. And the nice thing that'll come through with a lot of these Ranger sons like him is he is designated as a, as a methane efficient sire. So we are seeing that trickle down into his sons as well, which is pretty cool for, you know, for not only we see his impact really hitting home this round on a round where we've got this new new methane efficiency coming out. So when I look at some of his sons that are coming out uh, over the next two months, you know, we've got bulls that are actually housed in Europe that we bought through there, like a bull like uh, three star OH row manor that's uh, that's well over 3900 GLPI with uh, with 1600 kilos of milk. We've got bulls like Progenesis Troy and um, Progenesis Ambrose that are both in the double digit range. Uh, Troy is being released, uh, is is released and Ambrose will be coming here soon. Uh, he's been a very, very popular bull that we get a lot of calls out about. That's uh, he's out of a really good uh, Lambda cow. That's quite impressive. So he's getting a lot of interest. We see some others, uh, Red Bulls that are by the name of North Pole uh, Sunny P Red. So we're going to have some some pulled genetics as well mixed in there, as well as um, you know Red Sires, Red Carrier Sires. Obviously, every Ranger son is going to be at least Red Carrier. So um, you know other bulls like uh, Seamers Parbo, brother to uh, the, the Parfect Bull at Select Sires that. Um, I, we think Parbo is going to be quite exciting with his pedigree to, behind him. It's a strong, strong cow family there at Seamers Holsteins, and and he took a nice jump this time. So I'm quite excited about him, uh, particularly when I look at the Ranger Sons, along with those couple others that I mentioned. And there's lots of others there that are in that group of 11. And then the nice thing come to, to go along with that, that we've got these 11 now, but we've got a big group still to come. You know, we've got bulls like uh, Klainuk Zard. Um, that's just short of 4,000 LPI points and is double digit uh, on his confirmation breakdown. Uh, bulls like Progenesis Late Show, again, that's 3960 LPI and and plus 10 on confirmation. So pretty cool bulls that they're a little younger. I mean, they're February and April calves, but they're going to be coming along before long and, um, and be quite popular. Um, other bulls down there that uh, bulls by the name of Kalahari, uh, Progenesis Kalahari, also a ranger from another Lambda cow that we purchased um, with a really nice breakdown um, with a great pedigree to go along with it. So, you know, there's there's a great mix of everything that we've been able to do with with Ranger. He was so popular as a mating sire. We were able to mate him to the top black and white and top red and white uh, animals in the breed. And uh, we've got a really, really great pipeline of Ranger sons to come. Yeah, he turned out to be way more than just a popular red and white bull. Yeah, I mean, and and I think in the beginning, maybe that's where people were thinking of him. But then, as we, he held so strong for so many proof rounds. I mean, uh, we talked about him extensively on all of our proof summaries. He was always the highlight. So now to be able to getting be getting into his sons, and you know, we've got some great females that we're working with as well at Bovatech um, that are producing some really really high uh, progeny to come when we look at their biopsies and, and what we're getting from their embryo results. It's, it's pretty exciting of what the kind of a legacy Ranger is really going to leave. And when, when will we start seeing his daughters milking? Yeah, so that's uh that's another great question and time flies by that, uh, it's, it's not far away that we'll start to see the Rangers actually calving. Uh, the first Rangers were born end of November, early December, 2021. So it's uh, realistic to say that we'll start seeing them calve this fall, late fall, towards the, the last quarter of 2023 um, and start to see daughter information early 
early 2024 probably um so it's time moves on and goes fast but here we're talking about ranger sons and and ranger himself it uh, it won't be terribly far away with his progeny calving the end of this year and get his first proof uh not long later so i guess you've um talked all about all your ranger red sons that you're excited that are coming in but are there any uh genomic bulls that have you excited for the future yeah i mean there's there there's lots of them clarissa i mean it's it's hard to narrow it down to just one or two especially you know with what i do every day with with the looking at the next generation of mating sires there's those coming but when we look at the bulls we're using i mean i i touched on the one and he is a ranger son that i'll, I'll mention again just as that seamers parvo bull that i think you know is very complete and i think he's gonna fit the profiles of multiple markets not just just one specifically i mean an, an immunity plus bull with good components positive deviations and a solid pedigree to go with them i think those are the kind of bulls that I think uh, will really stand the test of time. So I, I look forward to to him and what he can do. Um, a favorite of mine, of course, is the bullseye bull. I think lots of people have used him. I mean, from a from a confirmation standpoint, um, it doesn't get much more unique than him to be. Not only is he's one of the most tremendous individuals out in our barns here to look at him himself, but you know, with his dam, uh, what a great show cow with a great pedigree behind her, and then to have these kind of numbers. But he's not just a show bull. I mean, a bull that can do positive deviations and carry that A2A2 brand and and do so many of the great health traits that that we expect out of our bulls today as well is is pretty cool. So I mean, those are just a couple. I think you know I could talk here for for hours on ends. So I think about the some of the young bulls that, that that we have coming. But I think the biggest thing is Clarissa is today our lineup is is so diverse. Um, I think we really strive to try and try and buy bulls that are going to meet multiple markets that we're not just focusing on one index we are trying to excel around the world and get get bulls that can meet our, our sales people sales people's uh, domestic indexes as well as it does our north american indexes and i think we've really developed our, our product line extensively um, in recent years to to achieve those results and 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 provide something to our to our customers that they can all benefit from Mike, you mentioned it a couple times and we really haven't touched on it, but another another interesting fact and great news story is Progenesis being the breeder of the most top 100 LPI bulls. I think they had 15 and they're averaging over 3,400. I mean, that's a, that's a success story right there, isn't it? It's a huge success. I mean, um, the way, the way I, AI works today, I mean, we've all got our own internal programs, but I think we've got a great team and kudos to them and our internal uh, progenesis program that do a tremendous job right from you know the acquisitions they 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 purchase to the matings they do to the way our calves are are cared for and brought into stud it's it's tremendous and i think the way the way to see that those bulls have been accepted and used globally and to have that many uh, proven bulls in the top rankings is is a is a tremendous testament to to all involved i think it's uh, you know, there's there's a lot of great breeders out there that do a tremendous, tremendous job of doing this for generations. And I think Progenis is very, very proud and honored to be to be in that uh, that those lists of, of uh, you know, seeing the prefix show up as often as it does on so many top bulls. And um, I'm sure we would all say thank you to all the breeders and, and customers that have used our, our genetics to to allow that to happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the ultimate sign of breeder satisfaction. Absolutely. Okay, well, thank you, Mike, for our proof update. It's uh, 
a lot of information, but it's a lot of good information. And I think it's safe to say that we had a great day on Tuesday and CMEX is really proud of our bulls and how we've come along. But, you know, we ask everybody this question and have to ask you too, um, who is your favorite bull of all time? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and I think can be answered in a lot of different ways, you know, I mean, and I know I've got a couple of bulls that are, are, high on my list, but I think I'm going to leave them and let some of my colleagues maybe use them in future podcasts that you're going to do that they're a little nearer and dearer to their hearts. But, you know, I think, and I might answer this in, in two different ways. I think, uh, you know, growing up and and um, through my years and, and developing into my role today, I mean, I think back to a bull like Comstar Leader and that, uh, that pedigree and cow family and what it's meant to CMEX and to Holstein breeders around the world has been tremendous. So, I always thought Leader was a little bit ahead of his time um, when he was there. Moderate frame cows with great dairy quality that were uh, silky and long-lasting kind of cows. So he's always been a special bull to me. And then, you know, to to be a little more, I guess, uh, selfish on the other side, I think, uh, you know, one of the bulls for me um, that I hold close is uh, is Benner Bardo, who was, he was the first bull to rank number one LPI for me that I purchased. So you know, I know not everybody used him around the world, but he was a tremendous cow family and an awesome bull himself. Um, so he's always going to hold a special place for me as well, uh, having made that had that success. Well, thanks, Mike. And they were great people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Well, Mike, we really appreciate having you with us and giving us a a small slice of all the information that's out there and available for people on our website to dig into proofs deeper. And we really appreciate your time. Thank you very much, ladies. If you like this podcast, give us a four-star review. It really helps others find the show and learn more about CMEX, our people, our programs, and our services. We'll see you next week for our Jersey Proof News.